0: And greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is the head of his church. Well, today I'd like to talk to you about the past. So come with me into the past. If you were, if you could go back in time and pick a place that you'd want to visit, where would that be? What time would that be? If I could allow you to go into the past and pick out any event in any place in history, what would you choose? Would you go back to the day of Christ's crucifixion or his resurrection? Would you go to the signing of the Declaration of Independence? Where do you want to be and what would you like to see? I wouldn't mind going back to the Browns winning the Super Bowl, but I couldn't. I can't. They never did win it. And the last time the Indians won the World Series in 1948. (laughs) Sorry, never mind. I'll stop that, okay? But if you go back and pick one thing in history that you'd like to see, what would it be? On a much more personal note, if you were allowed to go back in time and to change something, what would you change? I wonder about the day before COVID became such a national disaster. If you go back in time and change one thing, what would it be? Maybe the tragic death of a loved one? Maybe to be able to um, change the way that you reacted to something. Maybe make a different investment. Maybe pay much more closer attention to a suggestion somebody had for you. If you go back in time and I allowed you to change something, what would you change? Let's keep on talking about the past. We Americans are finding value about going into the past. Well, there's a booming geological field. We find out about our family. What did my great-great-uncle do? What about my great-great-great-grandfather? What might they tell me about me? What are things about them that might be very interesting to me and to my life? DNA tests are more popular than ever. Get to find out your ancestry. From what nationality or ethnic group do you and I belong to? Where exactly do I fit in? And am I a mingling of many different nationalities? Doctors are now interested in our family for genes and diseases. Every time I go in for a physical, a doctor wanted to know how my family's doing. How'd your grandfather die? What about your maternal grandmother? how did she die? What diseases did you have? Doctors are beginning to understand that in our genes and in our family diseases, they might be able to help us live healthier lives. What about the past? Counselors and therapists unravel our past for mental health. I'm angry and I don't understand why because maybe I buried things that people have done to me that hurt me deeply. I didn't know how to react. A skilled Christian therapist is able to go into the past and maybe uncover some things that we are having a hard time dealing with that affects us today. In the world of politics, how one sees the past affects how one sees today. That's much of our political debate today. How do we view the American past and who we are and what that might mean for the future. In a classic book by George Orwell, 1984, he says with brilliance this, who controls the past controls the future. If I paint a picture of the past, true or not, and the majority of people buy into it, I can then shape the future because that society doesn't want to avoid the past. George Orwell is correct. Those who own the past own the future. A wise historian says that those who don't learn from the past are what? Doomed to repeat it. So we best be wise to understand history, that we don't make the same mistakes. Solomon tells us, wise King Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun. Teachers will say the best way to predict a student's behavior is how they behave in a similar situation. Just look to the situation, how they behave there, chances are they'll repeat it the next time. My grandparents said, We get too soon old and too late what? Only for a very little part of our life do we get to benefit from all of our life's experiences and what we learned from the past. And finally, many of you here might say this I never had formal education, but I graduated from what? The school of hard knocks. I learned lessons over the years. The past has benefits. And it blesses us. And we'd be wise to look to the past, not to mellow or to relinquish it or to enjoy it, but to learn from it. So we look to the past, to God's Word. It's eternal, even though it's written thousands of years ago as truth now and for the future. And so I'm asking you to come into the past with me 2700 years ago to the prophet Isaiah who spoke to God's people before they were taken into bondage. Come into the past with me 2,700 years. And I'd like you to revisit Isaiah with me because Isaiah really is the first, the first time traveler. He invites us to go into time travel. Even though he speaks God's word 2,700 years ago, I think we'd be amazed how contemporary what he says is. He goes back and forth in time and blesses us. So come with me back to the future. And help us uncover the past, the present, and the future. Let's start in the past. Isaiah invites you and I to go back and he says this. Look to the rock from which you were cut and the quarry from which you were honed. Look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who gave you birth. And Abraham asked us to go back to the days of Abraham when God called Abraham out of his tent and told him to look up into the skies, into the dark night sky, free from any fabricated light and see the numbers of stars in the sky and those will be the number of your descendants. And Abraham, go to the seashore and count the sands on the seashore because they will be the number of your descendants. Go back to Abraham, to what God said to him. All nations be blessed by you and I will bless all peoples from you because you and I are really spiritual relatives and descendants of Abraham because God promised from Abraham who was old in age and from Sarah who was barren that from his line would come the Messiah that bless you and I yet today. Go back and look at Abraham and hear the promises that God made to him because you and I right now are the spiritual descendants, we believers of Abraham, we who confess Christ. We are one of the sands, one of the stars in the sky. Go back and understand that. I think that's wise. What well, we should teach our children. You know the song, Father Abraham had many sons, many right? We need to teach children that, that they might understand. That you and I, going to the past, are descendants from Abraham. And then Isaac asks you and I to come into the future. He asks us to take a little different view. Now, I don't like to fly, but you can see the plane cruising at 35,000 feet. That is the cruise altitude of most planes. Take a look down into the present. This is what Isaiah speaks to us today. He says this, Listen to me, my people. I'll look with compassion and comfort Zion. Well, Zion's a church. The law will come out for me, my word still speaks, and justice will be a light to the nations, my salvation is on the way. Even in the present today, Christ is being proclaimed and the church is growing. Maybe not so much for us in Defiance or Defiance County, but around the world it is. It's booming in Africa and Asia. And even yet today at St. John Lutheran Church in Defiance, there are still people who are being baptized, who want to come to life with God, who are hearing the word and believing. Isaiah invites you and I to look at the present and to your own lives. Salvation is on your way. My light is a light to you. I'll bring compassion to you. So Isaiah and I invites us to see the past that we are Abraham's descendants, but to the present, who we are, the church. And then he becomes a time traveler. He goes into the future. And what's that day? Go ahead and read it. What's the day in the future? Say it. Judgment Day. Isaiah goes back in the past into Abraham and Sarah, that we hear his descendants. He talks about today, his word gone forth, and people believing. And then he takes us into the future, that great and horrible, that great and rejoicing day of Judgment Day. And he speaks to us about Judgment Day that's coming. Lift up your eyes, you people of God. When Jesus returns, the heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out, but my salvation lasts forever. You and I need to look forward to Judgment Day, to that impending day that's as real as when Jesus was born, lived, died, and rose, and as real as Abraham and his descendants. Look to the future because there is a Judgment Day coming. For you and I believers, as Dr. Martin Luther says, we need not fear it. We need not fear Judgment Day as much as the angels in heaven fear judgment. day, they, they don't. Look to the future. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your heads. When Christ comes, your salvation is now here. Isaiah invites us to go back into the past to see Abraham, or one of his descendants, the future, what God does through his church and his word, and the future of judgment day, that great and terrible day when believers will be separated from unbelievers, the left from the right, the sheep from the goats, the just from the unjust. We need to see life according to what Isaiah says. The past, we are descendants of Abraham. The future, Christ blesses church. I'm sorry, the present and the future judgment day. Isaiah gives us a blessed and truthful picture of our past, our present, and our future. That's how we need to look at life. Just not what's going on today. As many people are just really uh, absorbed by today and what am I going to do today that's fun. But to see who we are from the past, to see the present, what's happening, and to understand what the future means for us, judgment day. Knowing where I came from molds who I am and helps you understand where I'm going. Where did I come from? Well, we are one of Abraham's descendants. Who I am? A child of God. Salvation is here. His word speaks to me. He's a light to us now. Where am I going to judgment day? I'm sort of a Disney geek, okay? So take a look at the screen. So let's talk about some Disney history. So there's a cartoon picture up there that in the 1920s and 30s, when that cartoon was shown for many people, they wanted to see that more than the marquee feature, the marquee movie. Very entertaining. Now there's a picture up there of that, and the name of the cartoon was Steamboat who? Steamboat Willie. That sort of put walt disney on the map with the cartoons how uh how the cinematographics, how the how the animated film matched the music audiences found that very entertaining but then came walt disney's breakthrough work and it was an animated movie now you can see the picture up there but what made that movie very entertaining is he just didn't paint a cartoon and have it move on screen but his filming included taking many screens of that same picture with various depths of background and color to make it rich and deep. It's the first full animated movie of Walt Disney. It was a hit. When Clark Gable got done watching it, he began to cry and Walt Disney knew he had a hit. Can anyone guess what the movie is? It's up there on, well, my left, maybe yours too. Who is it? Snow White and what? Seven Dwarves. That was that was made with um, Disney innovative um, animatronics. It was made with multiple screens being filmed from different angles at the same time. So Disney had a way of uh, being top-notch, innovative quality, and that first um, animated feature showed it. What I'm trying to get at is that you and I, we need to look at life with many screens at times. We need to become a time traveler. We need to see who we are from the past as Abraham's descendants, who we are today that God's word goes forth, he's our Messiah today, and who we are in light of judgment day. The heavens is ours and we'll be resurrected. We need to look at life much like that animated feature, in depth, in many different colors, in many different angles. That's how we need to see life. The past, the present, and the future. Okay? So, how can we truly and blessedly see reality? Well, I say this. Look at the Bible as bookends. What do I mean by that? Well, one bookend is Genesis. God made the world, and God made us in His image, right? He promised a Messiah. And look at that bookend as part of Abraham, the promise of Abraham. And then the other bookend is what? Revelation 2022, Judgment Day, the coming new heaven and new earth. That's another bookend and in between what I call the red line. And here's the red line. What? Abraham and the promise of God, that the Messiah would come with him, and he have many descendants, then the birth of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And wherever you and I want to put ourselves on this, right? In the time we came to faith, maybe at our baptism, or we heard the gospel and believed, and then we continue to judgment day. The Bible is really a red line with Jesus as a center. And we are part of that red line, and we need to see ourselves like that, but just not like this, but also view it like this. I'm made in God's image, Abraham, Jesus Christ, his life, me, and Judgment Day. Or look at it like this. Judgment Day's coming, God called me into the faith because I'm a child of Jesus Christ who lived and died and rose for me, and that's a promise of Abraham. Or we can look at our life as this. And we can see that red line, how it wraps around. And yet today I'm Abraham's descendants, and I'm forgiven and blessed by the risen Christ even yet today. What happened 2,000 years ago impacts me today. And we are in touch with Jesus in that through baptism and the Lord's Supper. Remember, you and I, the past, the present, and the future, Abraham's descendants, spiritual descendants, those who hear the word today, the present church today, and those who be blessed on Judgment Day when God wraps up the world and takes us to be with him forever. That's a blessed way to look at reality. I ask that we take to heart what Martin Luther said, and maybe do that the next time you fill out a calendar. Dr. Luther says there's only two days on my calendar. Today, what I must get done today, and Judgment Day. Just not a day that God's going to punish me, But the day that God's going to wrap up and bring my whole life into deep meaning to be with Him forever. And what I do has everything to do with that. The past, the present, and the future. What a blessing that is. So how about this for a closing thought? Can you speak it with me? Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be Thou our guard while troubles last and our eternal home. And all God's people say... Amen.